0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show. Ireland's hits. hairdressers, the entertainment industry in general, hospitality are up in arms over the value-added tax, the VAT rate. Now, you may remember during COVID when restaurants and bars and barbers and hairdressers were off-limits, A lot of those businesses were crippled. Many of them closed. In a bid to help these industries, the government decreased the VAT rate from 13.5% to 9%. Actually, they did it just before COVID for other reasons too, because they were in crisis. But they decided to keep it down during COVID to continue that help they were giving them. The VAT rate is still in effect today at 9%. However, that's due to end in August. They have been lobbying the government to do something about it, but the government have done absolutely nothing about it. And they're saying they're not going to do anything about it. Which is worrying the heart out of the Restaurant Association of Ireland, the Hairdressers Association, and of course the entertainment industry and hospitality industry. No surprise, of course, that they're objecting to this. But whatever about the hairdressers, can we really support a lower VAT rate for restaurants when so many are linked to hotels that, let's face it, are just running amok with their pricing at the moment? Anyway... Here to tell us a bit more about it and why we should keep the 9% VAT rate in restaurants is a restaurant owner, Anthony Gray, and he joins me on the line. And Anthony is the owner of uh, Aila Von Restaurant in Sligo. I'm I'm absolutely sure I pronounced that wrong. (laughs) But anyway, I'm sure Anthony will correct me. Anthony, good evening to you.
1: Good evening,
0: Niall.
1: How are you? Did I pronounce it right?
0: Aila Von Restaurant, is it?
1: Yeah, you're not far off it. It's Alabon restaurant and um, Hooked restaurant in Sligo.
0: Okay, what, what type of restaurant is it, by the way? Italian, just ordinary, traditional?
1: Alabon is fine dining, um, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's real Irish cuisine, locally sourced food. Um, okay. Bought off artists and producers and Hooked is the same. A little bit more casual.
0: Right, okay, okay. And how's business at the moment?
1: Business is okay. Nothing to write home about. Um, obviously... There's lots of things that are affecting business at the moment, so it's uh, it look at it, it it is what it is. It's definitely down compared to the last uh, two years, you know.
0: Okay, so you were hit bad in COVID. You're still being hit, and I spoke to uh, Paul Traveau recently, and he said it where he is in Kerry, he's been hit really bad by the fact that a lot of the hotels at the moment have refugees in them, so he's not seeing the same amount of tourism, so he's not getting those restaurant hits from the tourists. I don't know whether that's affecting you or not as well, but 40% of room has been taken up currently by people who are in a temporary accommodation. So, obviously, things are not backed the way they should be. The 9% VAT rate, you know, it's kind of 4.5%. Does it, does it really help much?
1: Um, it does. It's, it's actually, if you calculate it, it works out at 50% of an increase if they put it back up to 13%. Um, so at the moment, the way, the way that we currently stand, and I can't speak about Currie or Killarney, um, I don't know that neck, neck of the woods, but I certainly know Sligo, and I know the northwest of Ireland, I know Donegal. Dun- so Donegal beds, 50% of them are gone. Um, in Sligo, you have 3,200 beds, 1,300 of them are gone, refugees. So we're seeing a snowball effect and a ripple effect throughout the food sector where people obviously and the American tourists certainly aren't coming and other people are choosing different destinations because they can't get accommodation within the Northwest. And obviously rural towns and little villages throughout uh, the West of Ireland are struggling and therefore restaurants are struggling, bars are struggling, taxi men are struggling. It's across the board because of the crisis that we find ourselves in.
0: Okay, for people who don't understand how VAT works, technically speaking, the 13.5% was always meant to be for services, and the 23%, of course, was for goods. Now, mind you, there are services that have to charge 23% as well. Some services charge 23%, depends on the service, but generally speaking, it's services. So, mainly the hospitality industry, I suppose, is the one that's affected the most, and hairdressers as well, that kind of services are affected very badly by this too. Um, see, people are going to argue. Well, when is the right time to put it back up to thirteen point five percent? Will there ever be a right time?
1: Well, like you have to, you have to look at it with a with a common sense approach. And I certainly hope the government look at it with a common sense approach. Like we've gone from crisis to crisis. We were the first to close in COVID, and we had some ridiculous. And the last restrictions. To open,
0: the last to reopen again. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had some ridiculous restrictions applied. Uh, some of them that were nonsensical, but you also must understand that we're in the perfect storm now as regards tourism. And it's tourism that is really being affected here and therefore the restaurant trade is going to be affected. And you also have to understand that every restaurant across the corner of this country provides um, employment uh, in rural towns and villages and in big towns and cities. Hey, You know, And if they put the VAT back up to 13.5% with an already inflated, usually inflated energy crisis that we find ourselves in. You've seen the bills with restaurants. I've seen my own bills jump by four to 500%. Like, it's very, very difficult with the price of food going up. A lot of people have decided, yeah, but you know what, we won't go for the meal. And if they put the VAT up to 13.5%, we're going to have to pass on that 4%, 4.5% to the consumer. And people obviously will say, well, you know what, maybe we won't go out for that meal once a month and we'll lose that business. And therefore, you'll see what you'll see is you'll see closures and you'll see job losses throughout the industry.
0: And I I, I suppose people, there are people who look with less sympathy and say, well, look at the hotels in Ireland that, that do have accommodation, they're ripping people off. Because uh, we've seen, you know, the price gouging that's been going on, particularly for gigs and stuff like that as well. The Taylor Swift is the classic example last week, which is not helpful, by the way, to the restaurant business, because many ho- restaurants are attached to hotels as well, by the way, can I point out. So they kind of lose a bit of sympathy then for that. And they kind of clump you all into the one lump then, don't they?
1: They do. And you know what? Um, I think the hotels, especially in Dublin, have brought this, um, this on themselves. They certainly shot themselves in the foot. And if it's a case, and I've been advocating, advocating that there should be a split in the VAT rate where the hotels pay the higher rate of VAT because of the price gouging that's gone on in Dublin. And it's unfortunately, it's affecting, the, because it's gone on in Dublin, it's affecting all the rural hotels down in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And it's affecting, you know, all the small hotels. They've got away with it for far too long. I think, in my opinion, there should be a regulator brought into the hotels to stop them price gouging, especially when there is big concerts on like Garth Brooks and Taylor, Sw- and Taylor Swift. I can't put up the price of a Sauerlein steak just because there's a concert across the road from my restaurant. So, you know what? It's mm. their own fault. And, you know, if, if it's a case that the government hopefully come out with a, sens- a sensible approach, put the fat rate up to the hotels in Dublin and, of course, obviously then it's across the country, but if they put them up in, so be it. If they've brought it on themselves and they've nobody else to blame. But I do think they shouldn't put it up on food. For the simple reason that... Well, you'll have to pass it on, won't you?
0: You'll have to pass... If they, if they put that up, the price of your steak is going to go from whatever it is currently at the moment, 26 or whatever you charge for a steak these days. <laughs> don't know. Having a steak in a restaurant, I tend to go to Chinese restaurants more myself. But I, but I still do we've mm-hmm. to traditional restaurants now and again. I suppose the average one is about 26, 28 euro for a steak, I couldn't tell you. But, I don't well, know. you're going
1: to have to put it up and pass it on to the consumer. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But it's not just that. <laughs> the, the price of your blow dry and the price of the, your perm is going to go up as well. Mm-hmm. You just you've hit, hit it through hairdressers. The price of your cin- cinema ticket is going to go up. Like it's not just everybody thinks it's the you know it's just restaurant. It's not. It's it, it's more than that. And uh, you know I, obviously there, there has to be a right time to put it up. And I agree with you. There does need to be a right time. Now is not the right time. So, well, here, well, here's the thing. thing. Let's
0: let's have the real question. Does there need really to be a right time? Because 13.5% probably does seem a little bit high, uh, 9% is probably a more realistic figure. If we look at, say, states in America where they have sales tax of 6%, which is the VAT rate essentially because they call it sales tax in America. Uh, other countries have sales tax as well or VAT rates of in and around well between 9 uh, and 10% and somewhere between 19 and 20% for, sa- for sales for goods. So realistically, we do charge quite a high VAT rate for services.
1: We do, and we charge too high of a rat. So
0: is, n- is 9% or- something
1: that you would imagine should be left there for good? Well, you know, like 9%, especially after coming out of a crisis like COVID, where where our businesses were essentially shut for nearly a year and a half. And then you've got the crisis of a war that's going to go on for probably three to four years. And the government have chosen a band-aid solution in putting people into hotels. So, like, there is no, there is no right time. Not now, certainly. In the next three to four years, to put it up, maybe in three to four years, let's look at it. Maybe going up to eleven percent, but not, not now. Do you think they're going to?
0: Do you think they're going to listen to you? Because I get the impression from what I heard on the radio today, and I heard numerous commentators and politicians today talking about this and talking about the upcoming budget as well. And there was no suggestion they were even going to look at this, as far as they're concerned. That's it. It's going up.
1: Well, you know what, we'll be lobbying against it, I can assure you that, and i certainly be lobbying against it. If they want to put the, the VAT rate, which I which I would totally agree with, because of the carry-on that's gone on in Dublin, and yeah, on a hotel, definitely, but definitely not in restaurants. Restaurants in Ireland, as you know, Niall, if you come down the length of breadth of this country, a lot of them don't open on a Monday and Tuesday night because the business isn't there. And especially yeah. now, you, you you 50% beds taken out because of uh, of a war in the Ukraine, which I totally understand, we have a moral obligation, but we also have a moral obligation to the, to the entrepreneurs and to the people who are taking risks and, and create well, jobs well, the, well, the small, our...
0: I mean, you know, whatever about Dublin and Cork and Limerick and Galway and the big cities, they can absorb that problem, you know, to some degree. Mm-hmm. But the Correct. small rural towns, when you've got, you know, two hotels and maybe 40 to 60% of the rooms taken up currently with refugees or people seeking asylum or people looking for temporary accommodation, whatever it is, and no room for tourism, that's not good. And I don't know how it's long you, I don't know how long that can be sustained for, but it doesn't look like it's going to stop. That seems reasonably relentless at the moment.
1: It is, and I, and I could speak um, on high authority. There we have a village called Ross's Point here in Sligo, the most beautiful village you've ever seen. Um, on a seaside village, fantastic golf course. You have a you have a, a hotel there that caters for one hundred and ten people, and that was the lifeblood of the village. That's gone. There's one hundred and ten refugees staying in it. And therefore, nobody's buying their milk, nobody's buying a local paper, no one's taking surf lessons, no one's taking fishing trips, and the golf club is losing business because there's nobody staying in the hotel. And
0: 10 of those would come into your restaurant maybe on a nightly basis.
1: Well, you might maybe. be lucky if yeah. you got 10, you know. You yeah. m- but you might get four, and yeah. you might get maybe 10 during the week that would come in. That's gone. Like, as I said to you, we had 3,200 beds in Sligo, 1300 now are taken up by refugees so of course it's going to affect tourism so therefore there's not this is not the right time to decide and lump on four and a half percent to businesses that are already struggling if they want to come out with a sensible approach they need to come out with some sort of scheme for the for the rural towns and villages who are going to be totally and utterly decimated is there any
0: joy left Uh, and I I know most restaurant owners a lot of them are chefs by the way as well but I do know most Mm -hmm. restaurant owners have a passion for food have a passion for what they do and and the service industry but is there any joy Mm -hmm. after going through COVID going through this crisis uh, and of course you know there's a crisis the energy crisis as well on top of that and the cost of actually running a restaurant now is there any joy left in running a restaurant? There's
1: plenty of joy and you know what Um, I'm not a qualified chef, but I've learned it over the last four years because I had to. I'm able to do most of the courses now within the restaurant. The starters means I steer away from the desserts. Um, But you know what? There's lots of joy in it. Um, I love going out, chatting to people, telling them where the lobster came from. It came from Mullock Moor from a little small producer called Dottie O'Dowd, telling them the different types of age, the purees, dealing with people. That's what I love. I was brought up dealing with people. My father, my late father was a butcher. I love talking to people. I just hope to God to keep coming into the restaurants because it is a joyful thing. And when is, it, it, is it financially people,
0: stressful for you at the moment?
1: Ah, sure, of course it's financially stressful. Like, you know, I have I've 38 employees. We have to try and make sure that, you know, that they're looked after. Most of them mm. are with me 10 years. They're like family to me. Yeah. And like, we, you know, in COVID, it was horrific. we bounced out of that. We've gone, okay, we've got the energy crisis. We're trying to deal with that. But like, you know, I do hope the government look at us. This is a joyful moment. I wouldn't be doing it. I love it. I love dealing with people. I love talking to people. And I love showcasing Sligo food. And you know what? I'll continue to do it. And I'll continue to take the belts that restaurateurs take. And, you know, it's onwards and upwards, in my opinion.
0: Well, Anthony, if I'm ever in Sligo, I'll pop in for one of your sirloin steaks. Where does the sirloin steak oh come gosh. from, by the way? Where does it come from?
1: Sherlock, Sherlock's and Tubbercurry, we get all our beef from Sherlock's and Tubbercurry, little small producer up there, mm-hmm. up the road in Tubbercurry. We look at, you know, my motto here is, you know, support the local businesses around you, little yep. bakers, artists and producers, and therefore money is, is spent in the town. And uh, we, we we name them out on our menus. We tell you where the fish comes from. We tell you where the eggs come from. And sure, that's what it's all about, you know.
0: It is. Well, look, I'll drop it into you, Alevon Restaurant. And it's in Sligo. Whereabouts in Sligo are you In the main street?
1: So Alaban restaurant is on Rockwood Parade overlooking the river and 70 yards down the road you've got Hooked which is more casual and that's uh, overlooking the river too. So you've got two fine establishments, multi-award winning restaurants and you know what? we look after you with a nice pint of local beer when you come down as well.
0: All right, listen, it's been lovely talking to you Anthony. Thank you very much indeed and I appreciate you joining us on the air tonight. Thanks Niall. God bless.